Hello, people of the way. Uh, today is Communion Sunday, and so um, if you have your Bibles with you today, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Now, I have to say this, if you are uh, new listening or if you haven't been uh, experienced with our fellowship, uh, we do communion once a month. Once a month, the first Sunday of every month, that's when, when we do communion. And it's a, a very, uh, something that's very holy. Uh, it's a church tradition. And you're going to hear me say all the time that I hate the word tradition. And I say this as a, a former Catholic. Uh, the Lord rescued me from that belief system. Um, and it's so cool how the Lord works because for 2,000 years, give or take uh, several years, for 2,000 years, the church has been doing this. And we're going to keep doing it until he comes. And I have to say, he's coming soon. He's coming very soon. The events of the last days as prophesied in Holy Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, it's, you know, we're living in very perilous times. Um, ethnos against ethnos is what, you know, when you read the prophecies in Matthew 24. Nation against nation translates as uh, uh, ethnos. And, you know, we see a lot of division in our world today. And, you know, I don't want to come at you like, you know, kumbaya, you know, let's, can't we all just get along? Because even that alone is prophetic. Because Jesus Christ says, hey, I didn't come to bring peace. He's the one who says, I came to divide. Because what happens is that the wheat and the tares grow together until the time of the harvest. And the time of the harvest is going to come soon. The question is, you know, where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? You know, it's so cool how the Lord works because He puts eternity on our hearts. That's how we're, we were created. A measure of faith is given to everyone. You know, and it's like, let's let our faith grow and not stop growing. Just keep growing, growing more and more, deeper and deeper. And so here, you know, this holy cleansing that we do, this holy process that we do, and I really don't have the words for it. I don't want to say it's a process. But it's very, very holy because it's union with the Lord on many levels. You know, remember, you know, obedience is better than the fat of rams. So this is, you know, one aspect of our walk with the Lord. But then don't forget about obedience. And the whole time we're growing, maturing in Christ. And so look what happens here in... 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 23. And I have to say something too. You know, we, we're going to partake of the elements pretty soon in, in, in this message. And, you know, if you're not a believer, don't partake of the elements. If you are a believer, partake of the elements. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I also have to say something else. Is that, you know, we have uh, mailing services. If you're listening to this message and you do not have uh, communion elements, just go to the church website. Go to the church website, let us know, and then we'll contact you and we'll get you some uh, of the elements, you know, so we can partake of this as one body. And so look what happens here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. This is a long night for our Lord and the disciples. If you remember our study through the book of Matthew, it's a very, very long night. The Lord didn't sleep. So imagine, you know, he was tired and then, you know, the next day he was beaten and he died. And so here in the upper room, 
It says here in the, uh, 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 that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And then Paul continues to write in verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. This is something that he's coming soon. I mean, you might say, you know, truthfully, the Lord could tarry another thousand years. No man knows the day or the hour. He could tarry another thousand years, another 500 years, another, you know, that's, that's our Father's call to make. But then at the same time, remember, the Lord gives us the signs of the times. Nobody knows the day or the hour, but then what about that last generation? We're going to start to see things where things come into play, where it's like, oh, I get it now. Where a hundred years ago, you know, there was no state of Israel a hundred years ago. And so there's a lot of things in in scripture where if we were like a, a, you know, 1910 church, would have to, uh, by faith, accept certain things. And by faith, accept the fact that Prophetic fulfillment would happen the same way we have to accept the fact that prophetic fulfillment will happen today. You know, future events. And then the signs of the times. You know, go through our study through Matthew 24. And then, you know, it it took several uh, sermons. But our study in Matthew 24, we looked at some of the prophecies and studied some of the prophecies. You know, we are living in the days of Elijah. And so let's look at what happens here. And Paul says in verse 27, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So you hear me say like, hey, if you're not a believer or if you're playing games with the Lord, don't partake of the elements. It's not because I want to be a jerk. It's not because I want to be mean and hurt your feelings. That's the last thing I want to do. Is that you know, I'm looking out for your soul. And saying, hey, don't partake of the elements. That's if you're not a believer or if you're playing games with the Lord. You see, it's to say, don't take the elements. Because it's very serious. It's like, wow, well, who can take it? Believers in Jesus Christ. Believers. He says in verse 28, but let a man examine himself. And... So is it let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. You see, this self-examination, it's very important to do in the life of a believer for me and for you. It's very, very important of utmost importance. You know why? Because, you know, something happens where it's like you have to check your bearings as a Christian. I used to do uh, land navigation, you know, daytime, nighttime, and you always have to check your bearings. You could look at the uh, compass and, you know, orient yourself, you know, shoot your azimuths and, and, you know, orient yourself. And then, you know, all of a sudden, if you don't check it frequently, you're going to realize, hey, you're going off course. And it might be fine if you're traveling 200 yards. But if you're traveling 20 miles, you know, you're going to be toast. You're going to be toast if you're like, you're supposed to be at a certain checkpoint. And, you know, you're in La La Land. <laughs> you're going to be toast. I mean, in the circles that I was in. You'd literally be toast, you know, broken and bruised. But it's such a trip because, you know, you check your bearings. If you're doing land navigation, certain constellations, evening navigation, nighttime, 
you know, certain uh, constellations, certain stars, and you shoot your azimuths that way. And, you know, you pick your point, and then all of a sudden you walk, and, you know, then you stop, and you look, you make, you know, pick your point again, because you always have to make sure you're on the right track. Always. That's for land navigation, nighttime, daytime. What about in our spiritual walk? My walk and your walk personally. You know, we love the Lord. We believe in the Lord. And it's like, man, you know, the Lord is growing with us. You know, the Lord is growing us. You know, individually, corporately as one body. But then at the same time, you know, at what point are we going to look down at the compass and shoot our asthmus again? And just make sure, okay, you know, make sure I'm not going to crazy town. You know, it's so beautiful how the Lord works. And you say, what do you mean? You know, check yourself. But You know, it's like, you, you, you always have to check yourself. Because it's like, you can get this idea in your head. Like, you know, remember, there's an enemy out there who will whisper sweet nothings. And the first question in the Bible, did God really say? Did God really say? You know, he questions the authority of the Almighty. Yes, God really did say. I wonder what would have happened if Eve said that. You know, this is kind of wishful thinking because everything's been put into motion already. But, you know, sometimes I wonder. And Satan's going to whisper in here, did God really say? Yes, you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Does the word of God really say this? Absolutely it does. Get the hints behind me. You see? The self-examination, it's like, wow, you know, make sure I'm not listening to all these crazy doctrines. You know, I don't have a Joe Schmuckatelli study Bible. A guy that says I can take the mark of the beast and still be saved. You know, burn it, throw it in the garbage. It's poison in the last days. It's, it's poison, you know, at any time for anybody to say you can take the mark of the beast and still be saved. But for the last days generation... It is damning, literally, condemnation. But yet you have, you know, the Mick Schmuckatelli study Bible. Crazy days that we're living in. We have to be wise, quietness of heart, quietness of mind, you know, and just be on our faces before the Lord. Lord, what do you have for us? Lord, how do we respond? What do we do? Praying for one another, lifting one another up in, in prayer. We're saying, Lord, help us. And it's so cool because this is all part of that self-examination to say, you know, am I taking in these false doctrines? Am I, you know, listening to this guy on TV who's telling me, you know, X, Y, and Z is okay when your word says that X, Y, and Z are not okay? And so when we come upon these realizations of like, I'm in the wrong or you're in the wrong, you know what you do? You repent. And you say, Lord, forgive me for my trespasses. Just like we talked about in the law. Little trespasses. You know, not that there's, you know, big sin and little sin. But in a sense, you know, there kind of is big sin and little sin. Big sin being you turn your back on the Lord and, you know, going to crazy town. Little sin being a little sidestep from the narrow path. And that's what Satan wants you to do. Little sidestep. Sidestep to the left. And when you take examination of your heart and you 
make a sidestep to the right and get back in the middle of the narrow path, you're good to go. You're good. You're, 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 you're right before the Lord. That's what he desires. Humility of heart to admit that, hey, I'm wrong. Lord, I'm wrong before you because your word says this. Yielding to the Lord, yielding to the Holy Spirit, yielding to the word of God. All, all others, it, it, it's, it's, it's pride. It's pride. You know, the Lord, your word says this, but I think, I feel in my heart that, no, there's this injustice. I feel in my heart that, you know, this is okay. You know, it's not that I'm neglecting the thought of injustice, but godly justice has nothing to do with, you know, justice of this world. The just one is coming. Is to say, hey, let's be right with him, the just one. And this is examination. And so he says, let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy, manny, uh, unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself. You see, like, you know, wow, this is hardcore. What do you mean, you know, this, you know, little sidestep, sidestep. What are you talking about? All this stuff. That's too hardcore. Well, you know, there's a reason behind it. Because if we partake of the elements in an unworthy manner, look at what he says here in verse 29. You know, it's eating and drinking judgment to, your, to yourself. And I don't want that to happen for you. I don't want that to happen for your soul. Sometimes people say, oh, you're so mean. I don't like how you say it like that. Well, how do you expect me to say it? I said, I want your heart, your soul to be right before the Lord. That is my desire. And along with that desire, in obedience with the word of God, is to say, hey, you know what? Check yourself. Put yourself in check. Or else, not my or else, what the word of God says. Because he says here in verse 29, For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. We live in an age where nobody is discerning. They say they are, but they're not. You know, they talk a good game. Oh yeah, you know, all kinds of discernment. I have discernment. I have discernment. Here, let's read from the, you know, Josh Mukatelli study Bible. No, that's not discernment at all. Far from it. Oh yeah, I'm discerning. I'm discerning. Yeah, you know, let's read this book written by this guy. Who says you can, you know, lay on graves to soak in, you know, the spirit of dead people. Foolishness, necromancy, an abomination before the Lord. These people don't know their Bibles. You see, and it's like, wow, that's, that's too hardcore. You're taking it over the top. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's safety behind it. And you know what? It's kind of easy. You know, I don't want to come off as, you know, like I'm over the top, you know, in a sense that, you know, it can't be achieved. And if I do, you know, forgive me. I don't mean to come off that way. But these are pretty serious. These are eternal implications. I mean, here we are on this earth. 
When I talk about eternal implications, it's just like hardcore stuff. You know, you live on this life for 60 years, 70 years, 80, 90. You know, and the normals, maybe, you know, your health is awesome. Maybe you get to live to 100. Triple digits. But you're going to take your last breath one day. It will come. It's appointed for man to die once and then judgment. That's what the word of God says. And when you're before the, the Lord, is it going to be like, you know, depart from me, I never knew you? Or is it going to be, well done, my good and faithful servant? What will you hear? The choices you make in this life will heavily, heavily impact your eternity. That's why I'm telling you this. I don't, I don't like candy coating over things for my own self, you know? But then for you, I don't want to candy coat over anything. I just want to tell you straight up, hey, look, you know, we do these things. It's very holy. You know, I don't want to come off like, hey, don't, if you're not a believer, don't take the elements. If you're playing games with the Lord, don't take the elements. I don't, it's not that I want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. But I'm concerned for your soul. And this is something that we do, you know, when before we partake of the elements, you know, you hit pause button, you know, wherever you're listening, you hit the pause button and you need to get yourself right with the Lord. And you say, Lord, I repent. Forgive me, Lord. You take inventory of your heart. Hey, what went on last week? What went on the last month since our last communion? What went on yesterday? What went on earlier today? And I say, say, Lord, you know, as you take inventory of your life, of your heart, you say, Lord, forgive me. You know, I shouldn't have, you know, yelled at that lady who cut me off. Whatever it is. And it's so cool. It's not like the action, the sin of a, an act of doing something. What about the things that are going on in your mind? Lord, I want a pure heart. I want a clean heart before you. You know, I don't like watching these TV programs. I don't like watching these movies. Or maybe you do with your carnal side. But you know what? If it's going to make you fall, you got to get rid of those things. Don't watch those programs anymore. Oh, you're too hardcore. You're too hardcore. You know, praise the Lord. I am hardcore. But these have eternal implications. Because you know what Satan does? He desensitizes you. They'll say, oh yeah, you go ahead and watch this program. It's okay. And then all of a sudden you start to get desensitized, desensitized, desensitized. You accept something as normal. And then the next program, oh, you get desensitized, desensitized. You know, sometimes, you know, you have these seasons. You know, you watch, you know, uh, uh, some streaming video and it has like a season. And you get the, you, you're done with season one, and you're like, wow, this is so cool. It's clean, nothing like this. There's no cussing, no nudity. No, there's finally something I can watch. And you watch, and you get into season two. You're already hooked. You're into season two, and then all of a sudden it gets worse and worse. That's how they, Hollywood, that's what they do. They know how to get you. They know exactly what they're doing. And the whole time, it's like you're, you're being desensitized. It's like a... Devolving, devolving, devolution. You see? 
That's you have to protect your mind. You have to protect your mind. And so look what happens here. In verse 30. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Translate says, many have died. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. You see, it's, it's, some, it's a loving thing that we do. It's this process for the church, this holy thing that we do. It's beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. And we're living in a generation today that doesn't like judgment. They don't like judgment. Oh, I don't like judgment. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Very interesting how this is very palpable in this generation, this day and age. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. When judgment is at the doorstep. That's how Satan works. That's how he works. He knows how to make me fall. He knows how to make you fall. The question is, will you let him? Or are you going to fight? You see, people say, oh, that's so weak. You're such a chicken. No, I'm afraid of myself. I'm protecting my heart. You know, I want to honor the Lord. You know, this guy wants to punch you in the face. Why don't you, you know, hit him with a baseball bat like you used to do? No, that guy's dead. You know, it's to say, wow, you know, take the cup of trembling, you know. The last day's church is no joke. The last day's church is no joke and nobody's ready for it. The church is asleep. Satan's been putting us under a spell for decades. And this generation, this last generation that's like, you know, don't judge me unless you be judged. Don't judge me. I don't want to be judgmental. You hear kid? I was talking with a kid the other day and like, yeah, they said something, it's like, you know, oh, not to judge, I don't want to judge anybody, but, and then they, you know, it's like, it's okay, you know, you have to take the plank out of your own eye before you can help another person. That's what the Bible says. Remember, Satan is the one who cherry picks. Don't judge lest you be judged. And then keep reading. Keep reading. The full counsel of the word of God. And the Bible says, take the plank out of your own eye. Don't be a hypocrite. And then you're able to help another brother or sister. It doesn't say, don't help another brother or sister. What am I? You know, don't judge this person so they're just going to wallow in their sin. And it's not judging. You know, there's a difference between crino, anacrino, and diacrino. It's not to say, hey, you're going to burn in hell. You know, the Lord told me you're going to burn in hell. No, nobody can do that. Only God judges. But, you know, I can diacrino and anacrino, which is to make an assessment, make a determination. So if you come to me and say, oh, yeah, let's take some crack, you know, let's go to the strip club, let's do all these things. It's like, wait, look, if you're going to continue in that lifestyle, that's the path of destruction. Oh, don't judge me lest you be judged. I'm not, the, I didn't, I'm not telling you, you know, thus saith the Lord, you're going to burn in hell. I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. What are you talking about? You see, Satan twists things. He knows the Bible better than anybody. He knows the Bible, but he doesn't have the Holy Spirit. 
There's the spirit of the Antichrist, which is alive and well and moving and growing. And we read our Bibles and we have knowledge of our Bibles, but then the Holy Spirit is like, you know, a protector. He'll bring you, keep the word inside of you. Oil in your lamps. Satan knows the Bible. So people say, you know, don't judge me lest you be judged. Keep reading. Take the plank out of your own eye. I'm not judging you. I'm telling you, hey, if you're going to go to the strip club, that's the path of destruction. And then, you know, it's on you. You know, hope you don't get in a car crash, fly out the windshield on your way home. Can you imagine people that get in their car accidents on the way home from a strip club? On your way home from, you know, cheating on their wife. And then driving home, they get in a car accident, fly through the windshield. <sighs> Bad shoes to be in. Is to say, hey, get off of that path and be ripe with the Lord. You see, he says in verse 31, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would diacrino, is what he says here, to discriminate, to discern, we would not be judged. And that's crino, that's to be condemned. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord. Discipline. Trained, educated, instructed, and taught. That's what chastening is. When we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. I'm the first to admit that chastening hurts. It's painful. There's something painful about when you're corrected either by the word or by another believer. Godly believer. You know, when you're corrected by a fool, it's like, wait a second, you know what? Uh, you're in the wrong, you know? But when you're corrected by a brother or sister in Christ who, you know, has the fruit of the Spirit, you know, everything checks. They've taken the plank out of their own eye. And then they come to you and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, you know what? I've been praying about this and I, I really don't want to tell you this like in a mean way, but you got to put down the crack pipe. You know? You gotta stop doing this. I saw this stuff on your phone. You gotta cut this out. This isn't good before the Lord. It's not pleasing before the Lord. You need to repent. And I'll help you if you need me to. I'll be here for you. I'm gonna, you know, I'll help you. I say, okay, I need your help. Okay, let me have your phone. <laughs> Smash it on the ground. Get a hammer and start bashing it in pieces. What are you doing? You asked me to help you. It's so cool how the Lord works. I love it so much. These are things, these are, you know, aspects of our growth. You know, babies aren't warriors. You have to grow. You have to matriculate. Satan likes babies. You know, in a very carnal sense, you know, if you were to step in the ring, and then all of a sudden, you know, you step in the ring, you go through the little, uh, you know, the... You know, the, the railing, you know, and you go right through. And then all of a sudden, you know, a little two-year-old comes walking in. It's like, piece of cake. That's what Satan wants. He wants you to be a little two-year-old with your bottle. He doesn't want you to have the full armor. He doesn't want you to be a warrior, a fighter. You see, so we're going to take a moment here and pause 
And in this moment of pause, just take inventory of your heart. You know, this coronavirus, it's, you know, we're at home doing these things now, these, listening to sermons online through online means. But, you know, in our normal church service, you know, we would, you know, pause, you know, take a moment, you know, study these things and then pause, listen to, to worship music and worship the Lord. And as a corporate body, we would take inventory of our hearts. So what I'm going to ask you to do is hit the pause button right here. And if you're a Christian, if you are a believer, you hit the pause button and you take inventory of your heart. If you need to repent, repent. If you're not a believer or if you're playing games with the Lord, I want you to hit the pause button and then listen to a message about how to be saved, how to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then come back to this message and continue listening. Okay? So let's do that, you know. Do that for me. And then, you know, if you have to hit the pause button and whatever camp you're in, do what you got to do to get right before the Lord. And then when you're right before the Lord, hit play. Okay, so here in verse 24, it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take Eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. I always have a hard time opening these. Now let's take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take of the cup. say a quick prayer father lord we thank you so much for this uh time in your word lord this special day where we take inventory of our lives inventory of our hearts lord we pray that you continue to do a mighty work in our lives lord at a church that is separated at this time at this particular junction and lord we do have separation lord but we still have unity in spirit lord and we just thank you so much lord that your hand is upon us lord that your hand is moving that your hand is comforting us lord your mighty, mighty hands, Lord, your mighty, mighty arms of love, grace and mercy, Lord. And we seek more of it, Lord, more of you. We just love you so much, Father. So many things we can pray for, so many people, so many situations. We lift up our nation before you, Lord, as we see these fires burning, riots all over the place, and our political leaders, Lord. We pray for them, Lord, that you give them wisdom and doing what they have to do for our communities, Lord. We pray for wisdom upon the churches, upon Christians, upon pastors, upon church leadership. Lord, we pray that they can guide your people in preparation for the last days. As your word teaches us, Lord, 
And Lord, as we seek is all these community leaders, you know, they want, you know, they want to try to uh, put things together in accordance to the plans that they have, Lord. But your word teaches us that it's righteousness that exalts a nation. Righteousness. And that only comes with Jesus Christ. A personal love relationship with Jesus Christ, Lord. We pray that you strengthen the churches, Lord, so that we can be Elijah's in the days of Elijah. Messengers of good news, Lord. Warrior fishermen, Lord. That's what we pray for. We pray for the church body, Lord. We pray for all who are listening to this message, Lord. And to comfort them, Lord. Comfort them, guide them, lead them, give them peace in their homes, peace in their hearts. Peace with you, Lord. And for those who have listened to the uh, um, uh, the message on how to be saved and getting right with you and coming to repentance and committing their lives to you, Lord, we pray for them, Lord. We rejoice with the angels, Lord. We thank you so much. And Lord, we pray that you comfort them if there are any new believers. Lord, we pray for them. That you comfort them, Lord. Give them guidance in your word. Speak to them by your spirit, Lord. That you can baptize them with your Holy Spirit. And could be one body with many parts, Lord. All around the globe, Lord, one body. And Father, we pray all these things in the mighty, mighty, mighty hand. And the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our coming King. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.